Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. Welcome to the Word Podcast. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today. We have uh, just a marvelous portion of Scripture, as all Scripture is marvelous, correct, that we're going to be looking at today. Uh, if you've been with us in previous episodes, you know that we've been working our way through the book of Galatians. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome past the Word, uh, about the Word, because all we simply do here is to... Uh, read the Word of God and to study the Word of God and say, Lord, what is it you're saying to us? If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go back. You can check out all the previous ones. You can start with the first one and go at your own pace. <clears throat> we're in the third chapter, and we're going to look at the last two verses we looked at last time together and then flow into what the Lord is using as an example. This is great. So here's Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We who are true believers have received the promise that the Lord has given through faith, the promise of, of righteousness, the promise of the Holy Spirit living within us. Then Paul in the 15th verse says this, Brethren, I speak in terms of human relations. Even though it is only a man's covenant, yet when it has been ratified, no one sets it aside or adds conditions to it. So he's talking about a, uh, a what we would call a last will and testament, the a covenant. He's saying, I'm speaking in terms of man's testament, that when it's been ratified, when it's been confirmed, no one sets it aside. No one adds conditions to it. And you say, well, what does this have to do with anything? Well, within remember the whole context of what we've been looking at. They were saying, the Judaizers and people that had come into these churches in Galatia, were saying, yes, uh, you can be saved by righteousness and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, but to be really, really saved and truly saved, you need to become a Jew first and you need to become circumcised. And that's what Paul is saying right here. No one sets aside the truth and adds conditions to it. That is such a problem then and today. Today we refer to it as Jesus plus. In other words, yes, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but you need something more than Jesus. Rarely is it ever said forthrightly like that, but it's communicated in very subtle ways. And then sometimes less than subtle ways. It'll be, yes, you believe in by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, but you have to worship with us. You have to hang out with us. You have to believe every point in the scripture like we do. You have to worship like we do. You have to gather together like we do. And it's even down this point, I've actually had people say, well, if you're really in the ministry, you have to drive a certain kind of vehicle. You know, you know what kind of vehicle I drive? I drive the vehicle that the Lord provided. Seriously, I mean, I could give you some great stories of how God's provided through the years in that way. But we do that. We add conditions to it. That's what verse 15 says. You don't do that. Now, verse 16, he says this. Now, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed, to his seed. So you see that promises were spoken by the Most High God to Abraham and to his seed, Abraham's seed. 
the verse continues. He does not say, and to seeds, plural, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed. That is Christ. That is a profound verse right there, verse 16 of the third chapter of Galatians. Because what we see is that the Lord spoke forth promises to Abraham. Abraham believed, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he promised that he would bring him a seed. Now, God did make promises in Genesis 12 and Genesis 15 to Abraham about that he would have offspring as numerous as the stars in the heaven and the grains of sand on the seashore. He made those promises. But here he's pointing to a seed that was promised, and then he tells us who it is. That is Christ. So Abraham received these promises of his progeny, okay, many nations, but also of the seed. Verse 17 tells us, what I'm saying is this. The law, which came 430 years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. So here, the Spirit led Paul to bring forth Abraham in this chapter and in the next chapter as an example for those who were saying you have to go under the law to be truly saved. He's saying, no, no, no. Abraham was reckoned to be righteous hundreds of years before God gave the law. And when God gave the law, that did not nullify the promises that he gave Abraham. <coughs> Excuse me. Things are starting to bloom around here. How about at your place? <laughs> it didn't nullify that. And he's saying, so why are you coming along now saying, well, the law is superior to the thing that fulfills the promise that was given to Abraham, to the seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read one more verse here, verse 18. For if the inheritance is based on law, it is no longer based on a promise but God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. The very law that they were trying to get people to go back under was well past the time of the promise that God gave to Abraham. They were proclaiming, I guarantee you, that we are children of Abraham. We are children of the Most High God. We are under the law of God. You need to bring yourself under here and do this, and then all things will be well with you. And Abraham is saying, no, no, no. The Gentiles were promised in Genesis 12 and Genesis 15 that by faith and belief, in the same way that Abraham believed, that the many nations would be brought to God. The many nations. Again, let me read this last verse. For if the inheritance is based on law, it is no longer based on a promise. But God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. It is not by law. It is by the promise. The promise of a seed to come was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. The promise of uh, salvation was fulfilled in in the Lord Jesus Christ, the promise of days yet to come when we will be for all eternity before the Most High God was fulfilled by the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not by law. Uh, last time we were together, I mentioned several things and tendencies that we have as the body of Christ to place ourselves under a man-made law. A lot of these things look very good. A lot of them are things that we're called to do. For instance, we're called to uh, study the Word of God. We're called to pray. 
We're called to worship together. We're called to exhort and encourage and instruct one another in the ways of righteousness. All these are really good things, and they're things that God has told us to do in the power of his spirit. But we err when we come along and we systematize things and create a law unto itself and say, you have to adhere to this. Again, it's a very, very subtle thing. We have to be careful with it. I could go along and point to this, and I do, particularly in our local class. I say, okay, this right here is just a law of man, this, this, this. But it's far more powerful when we say, God, what is it that is in my life that is displeasing to you that I am dependent upon as a law? And let him point it out and then lay that aside. The Lord has called us to walk in liberty. The Lord has called us to walk in freedom. May we do that. And then may we just rejoice in what he does in his kingdom because his body has been set free. I'm Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.